Hey, America! Start listening now! Well, it's a Luxembourg kind of day, so sit back, order your double Luxembourg with french fries, and it's a lot of France, so it's a lot of fries. So, Derek, get my milkshake. And welcome to another milky episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country where you can take on me. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. I'm Danny. <laughs> Norway was where you get taken on me. Well, me specifically, because it's where I currently am. It is. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, Norway. Good. Yeah. We are uh, at the uh, lovely artist loft where Danny lives. Uh, here in the apartment from New Girl, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I have a really nice apartment. Unfortunately, right now it is situated directly above someone who bought a steel drum last week. Uh, so if you hear a little bit of ringing that doesn't get caught by the uh, noise canceller uh, on our software, uh, I apologize, uh, and I apologize to the rest of the team uh, for the copyright <laughs> strikes that uh, we will undoubtedly get <laughs> from. from uh, attempting to play Take On Me on a yeah, steel, on steel drum. drum. They okay. know. Warner Music has the, they've got the ears Ugh, in every corner do. of the internet. Oh, unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of having ears, Sam, put him with the socials. Our only person with ears. Ears. Yeah. Yep. I, I use them for socials. Uh, and you can find us on all the standard social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Mastodon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, at 12 Points USA, or just email us directly at 12 Points of America at gmail.com. And feel free to buy our fabulous merchandise over on our Redbubble page or support us directly on Patreon. Whether you support us financially or not, we love you either way, but our Patreon supporters get exclusive content, early access to episodes, and just another way to reach out to us and, and get in touch. That's um, right. Yeah, and you might be listening to us via our friends over at Switch Radio Europe Calling this week. If you are, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. And thanks to our friends at Switch Radio Europe calling for having us on on their roster. It's it is very cool to be on the radio somewhere. I like being on the radio in a a, a market where nobody knows me at all and where I can't hear myself. It's it's reassuring to know that my voice is heard somewhere, but not anywhere where I can get freaked out by it. Yeah. Well, until the next time that you're in Europe and you turn on. Wouldn't Switch? it be weird if when I go to like Copenhagen in in August? That I'm able to just pull on the radio and it's like airing. I mean, you could just go online. It's gonna be weird. You can, it is. It is streaming online. That's yeah. I don't need to. For I only have a transistor radio. I don't have a computer. Oh, oh really? Unless you kind of univac. I got one in the next room. It's mostly why we have the noise canceling software. Oh, of course, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Eric, we're gonna get sued. We'll get sued. Okay, you guys. What? The, the biggest news of the day of the Eurovision final this year mm. wasn't the Eurovision final. Oh, no, no. It was that Luxembourg is Luxembourg. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are such nerds. Uh, but yeah, we are, we're thrilled when we got that news. It was sort of an out-of-left-field surprise moment when we got the news that... Yeah, since for the first time since 1993, Luxembourg is going to be back at Eurovision in 2024. We're thrilled to have them back. Now, is this our longest drought between leaving the contest and coming back? Ooh. That's a good uh, question. I was going to say, uh, Monaco left in 2006? I believe that's right, yeah. So they're, you know, 
they've got a couple of years to come back if they <laughs> don't want to well, beat yeah. that record. Yeah, but they had a drought as well. Let me let me quadruple mm-hmm. check to see when Monaco had their sort of their span, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if if, Mar- if Morocco ever came back, that would that would <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true, but that's a little bit less realistic than yeah. say Monaco. Okay, which... so so basically Monaco was in it from 59 more or less all the way through to 1979, and then they stopped, and then they came back in 2004, 5, and 6. Oh, just for three years? Yeah, and then they they dropped out again. But yeah, Luxembourg, we hadn't seen them in 30 years. Mm Mm-hmm. 96? So, yeah, yeah, 23, 93. Yeah, I think this is is the longest gap between appearances. Uh, Italy had a decent-sized one as well at one point, but it wasn't like this. No. and then there's countries that were just part of the Eastern Bloc that never that didn't join right away. Right, yeah. There, right. There's a, there are a lot of a lot of countries that either have just all kind of always been here or <laughs> showed up in the early '90s. Because like the Czech Republic didn't come in once mm-hmm. intervention no. fell apart. They waited until they waited six se- six or seven. Yeah. I want to say yeah, with with Kabat Maladama. Yeah, a bunch of those other countries around there. Yeah, and then they're just countries that don't exist anymore. Like yeah. Yugoslavia mm-hmm. will be an, in, an indefinite hiatus. Yeah, yeah, if we get Yugoslavia back, that would be uh, that would be very interesting. Wait, to where have, did they uh, where did they ho- they hosted in Belgrade or it was Zagreb? It was Zagreb. Zagreb. Okay, yeah, it so was a, Croatia. It was, it was a, used to sort of unofficially claim that one. Yeah, it was a Croatian song that won. Mm-hmm. So it was held in Zagreb in the following year. So I'm still holding out hope for that big Soviet Union return. Oh, <laughs> so were they. Yeah, so. <laughs> We'll see when Kazakhstan eventually joins the contest whether whether the dreams will They're come out a junior now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what? oh, they're out. They bailed. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah. That's... Oh, were they tired of coming in second. third and second? Yeah. Well, this year wasn't the case for them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Here's something that that I immediately wondered when talking about Luxembourg because you know they're gonna you know they're gonna send competitive things. I I we think. Hope. Is I mean, if we're going do, off of Australia's model. Well. But we could be also going off of San Marino's model. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I was thinking more in, like, France's model, since they send a lot of stuff in French. And I have a thing on that in, in a second. But I was wondering, do they have a place that can host... That was going to be a, a question a, that I brought up. A, like, a Eurovision. And... Uh, <laughs> Unclear. Uh, their their largest indoor venue has a capacity of around eight thousand. I see. Which and is... that's the airport. <laughs> that's doable potentially. It'd be a smaller one, but I feel like Tel Aviv did not have a massive, massive amount. Yeah, you don't have to be absolutely colossal to have a good show. Yeah, probably would help with acoustics too. Mm. I wouldn't count it completely out as long as the technicals are what they needed him to be mm-hmm. it's also called de coke uh, <laughs> meaning uh, the, the the hull the, the de coke the, brothers yeah have the, sponsored. No, no, no 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 <laughs> uh it has a it, it is a pretty large facility actually it would do pretty well as like a, a singular place for uh the contest and a press center hmm. uh because it has an indoor arena it also has an olympic sized swimming pool <laughs> maybe just empty that out and have us uh have us in the pool no, that, yeah that's that just would be the, the, pit the, the press. press pool oh my, oh my god. god okay uh now i'm rooting for uh for, for luxembourg. this luxembourg. to happen it, luxembourg sweep it is in luxembourg city uh and what are major world cities mm-hmm. that are near to luxembourg 
Uh, where you what land the plane to yeah. take a train? <laughs> yeah. to I mean, yes, honestly. <laughs> but in the case where, you know, mm-hmm. d- doing a couple of, of Luxembourg looks, Luxembourg did not always host uh, when they won. No, but they hosted four times out of the five. They, I so, yeah. yeah yes. I think they, they didn't do it because they had the the honor of winning back-to-back in 72 and 73. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not host in 74. Uh, that was oh, actually that was a, that was a was tough year, year to pass on. Well, yeah, that was the year that they said, "Uh, no, we just can't do it." And that you know, the UK picked it up as mm-hmm. they are wont to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just a, an expensive, an expensive thing for a relatively small broadcaster, even in a wealthy nation. So, yep. So they've won it five times, as we've mentioned, and that would have been uh, 1961 with Nous les Amoureux by Jean Claude Pascal, France Gall's 1965 Poupée de Cire, Poupée de Sang. 72 and 73 with Après Toi and Tu Te Reconnaîtra by Vicky Leandros and Anne-Marie David, and their last win in 1983 with Si la vie est cadeau by Corinne Hermès. Pardon my terrible French pronunciation. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, comme si, comme ça. And so all of those are in French. All of the winning songs are in French. Yes. So, so what is the percentage on how many times they sent French? Because Luxembourg is not officially mm-hmm. French, but it's Lord, about, do they love it. It's about 90, 92% of the time they sent songs in French. There are three or four examples of songs they sent in Luxembourgish instead. And every single time, it was a disaster oh. for, for them. Like <laughs> okay. Which ones were those? Their history of, of success in the contest is completely separate from the times they've tried uh, Luxembourgish. The first time they tried, they finished last. That was very early on. And they tried it again a couple of times kind of towards the end of their run. Yeah, basically in 1992, so their second to last participation, uh, they sent a song called Sofre uh, in Luxembourgish. And they came in 21st place out of 23 countries, 10 points to them. The UK and Germany in last again? Uh, in 92? <laughs> Let me check. standard tradition. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, that would have been... Uh, oh, that's right. That was the year that Krister Bjorkman came in second last Oops. for Sweden. And Yama Yama from Finland, Pave, came in last place with only four points. Uh, but the that, following... That Krister guy, man, what a sad state. <laughs> never amounted to anything. Uh, yeah, never heard from him again. Uh, but yeah, their last song... Uh, their final song of the contest, like I said, was 1993, and that came in 20th place out of 25 songs. And a song that was primarily in French with some Luxembourgish, Donnez-moi une chance, uh, by the group Modern Times. But yeah, it's primarily been in, in French language. Uh, a couple of words in other languages kind of sprinkled in there, but... Uh, there was a song that was mostly in French with a little bit of German and English, um... Bye bye, I love you, uh, which oh, was primarily gosh. in uh, in French with the, a little bit in English as well. But yeah, they've they've mostly just stick with the francophone. Yeah. So uh, on the topic of, of Luxembourgish, I, I I did a little looking on this as well, and in terms of percentile finish in. In terms of like a complete rankings, mm-hmm. Luxembourgish is is the second least successful language in in the history of the contest among ones that have come up more than once. 
After, can you guess? I'm going to say Catalan. That's right. Uh-huh. Catalan is, is... Which breaks my heart. Yep, is the worst because it was used by Andorra and they never qualified. So that's, that's the least successful. If you had to guess, what is the most successful language? I, I, I think I know the answer, but I'll let somebody else try to sweep in. The most successful language mm-hmm. that... that... Oh, in terms of ranking In, in terms of, like, average percentile finish. Is it Italian? No. Okay. Mean English would be the most obvious answer. Uh, no, no. Because, no. like, a lot of songs in English have also done very poorly. Yeah. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. they run across the entire board. Mm. And there's just so many. They're basically right in the middle because they almost have to be. Oh, I guess, yeah. What about... Oh, it's not French, is it? No. Not French or Italian. Uh, Probably not Spanish, then. But it must be something sort of like sitting right in the middle with a number of speakers. I'm going to say narrow down your sample size. I was going to say, could it be Danish or something like that? No, no, no. You... Think, you think, listen to uh, you've l- listened to practice more, on each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Think, think more recent. Think. More recent. And, and, and again, languages that have oh, come so up like more than Ukrainian? once. Oh, oh, Ukrainian. Okay. Ukrainian is first. If, oh, if, yeah. if languages that only appeared once, uh, it could qualify. You'd have Crimean Tatar at the top. You'd have Japanese at the top because of a toy, because yeah. which is kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, second second best is Armenian. Third best is Serbian in terms of uh, in terms of overall language results. Okay. Well, yeah, because Serbian doesn't get sent to all that often. And and when it has, when it has, it it's, does. It's been know, constructed. It has a win. It has a <laughs> it has a top five from from last year. Mm-hmm. Didn't do super great this year, but but. Not still made the final. Yeah, made the final still. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Their their record is pretty good. Loco Loco did well. Mm-hmm. So are we basically saying that it's almost certain that Luxembourg is going to send either an English or a French song? I I, I think yes. It's going to be one of those two. Maybe German. Mm. When was the last time they sent a German language song? They they, they, they never did. Yeah, they did. Oh, like wow. I said, there no, were a couple. It's th- France or Luxembourgish. That's it. Yeah, there was that one song, oh, "Children Kinder Enfant," that had a couple of words in oh, German yes, in it. Right. With the, the three couples. Yeah, exactly yeah. from '85. So it's it's actually kind of indicative of the fact that everything has been primarily in French. The vast majority of the representatives of Luxembourg in their history have been expatriates, primarily coming from France with others from from Belgium, a couple of Greek singers, Dutch singers, a few Brits, an Irish singer. Some Spain. Germany, Spain, mm-hmm. the U.S. and Canada. The U.S. and Canada will just send anyone to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, one of the first American artists to, to make it to Eurovision was? Uh, was somebody who did uh, represent Luxembourg back in 1979. She wasn't the absolute first, but John Mason... Um, Jean Mason, G E A N E. Jean Mason. Jean Mason. John House. Jeannie Mason, who was uh, actually a, a playmate of the month in 1974, and then <laughs> ended up upgrading to Eurovision in '79. Wow. So uh, that's a that's a pipeline. Eric, I don't see uh, enough. Put a new row in the stat mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Times in Playboy. <laughs> yep. And we killed the show. Sorry. That's okay. I mean, is this me? we're getting Carmen Electra for Cypress uh, next year or something? Ooh, oh, boy, that'd be... Can she sing? I don't know. I Probably never... not. <laughs> so San Marino then. Yeah. But the actual... Oh, no. Oh. No. I mean... One it's... of these days we're going to do our San Marino deep dive and we're going to find some absolute gems. I don't... There have I, been. I don't know that... Yes. Okay. Danny's in for a surprise on that one. 2008. <laughs> Listen, I was in I... for a surprise on this one. You know too. what? I am still a Miodio stan. No shame. But mm. yeah, we'll... We'll talk about them in another episode. I, I look forward to that as well. I, I, so, is it is it fair to to describe Luxembourg's history as as being to France what San Marino has been to Italy? 
it in terms of, of just like, yeah. like Italy. I, I saw someone describe, or I heard someone describe Italy last year, and this is when we were there, of San Marino basically just being Italy's opportunity to get two songs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the time, yeah. I have a feeling that this year with them really trying to come back, and it's a very different contest now than it was in 93. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the Luxemburger, Luxembourgish. Luxembourgeois. Luxembourgeois. Luxembourgian. The government there, you know, they're probably looking at this as an opportunity as, you know, people look at Eurovision and learn about countries, you know, why not use this as an opportunity to have a Luxemburger artist, a Luxemburger song, you know, a, a, why not use this as, as an opportunity for nation building and getting your name out there in the way that Montenegro did when it was in it. Like every time that we'd have a video from one of their songs, it was also uses advertising. Come and visit Montenegro. It's gorgeous here. Why not do the same for Luxembourg? I hate to say it, but there are plenty of countries that we in America kind of <laughs> sort of know exist. Forget about. <laughs> I, know. I would say forget yeah. about. Like, we know about Bosnia and Herzegovina. Like, we know about North Macedonia, but how often, and I don't mean this as an insult at all, but like, how often do we have an opportunity to think about them as a as a cultural force or a, or a major player over here it's it's nice that eurovision used to afford us a nice little window into their countries I mean, it's, a, it's a shame to see those smaller countries that's why i like seeing luxembourg back when i think about like european travel or, or places in europe i didn't think about luxembourg because they because they're just not they don't come up the intellectually, way intellectually i know it is there i, I know that you luxembourg know. exists <laughs> yeah. however yeah. stop you can stop, stop over on your way into Belgium, basically. Yeah, it's like I've been to all the countries that surround Luxembourg. I've just yeah. never, I've never been. I hear it's absolutely beautiful. I, I met somebody right after my first Eurovision. I actually met somebody from Luxembourg who was working for their broadcaster there, who seemed absolutely lovely. And you know, I have a few friends who I know who live in Luxembourg, who I know through the contest as well. Mm-hmm. It seems like a great place. I just never would have thought about it because it's been so absent from the contest and therefore so absent from mm-hmm. from our consciousness. I mean, this is a small nation. It's only got about, what, 500,000? Oh, 660. 660? Okay. So and, it's about it's and about the two third Iceland. highest GDP in the world. I always have to point that out because it's just insane to me how a tiny little country is like the richest in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like a finance hub. There's like that's what it always seems to be. I think I it's. Like, I don't think it's. I don't think it's lumber. It's know? where, it's not, it's it's where like, they make all the wood. Yeah. <laughs> all the world's wood. That's where the, all the. It's where they make the French. It's, <laughs> it's not like Andorra. That's the gift shop. Oh. And again, Andorra, tough to get to. Well worth your time if you can get down there oh yeah mm. lovely if you like skiing or hiking depends on when you go mm. that's a good way to describe all of the small countries in europe <laughs> yeah i mean it's I... great if you love hiking and skiing. and guess what i do well then you're in for a treat good yeah i once had lunch in Liechtenstein. it was lovely mm. lunch in Liechtenstein. Mm. it's my favorite talking how was... heads album there you go how was how was the like lunched in Stein. I, oh God! <laughs> what, what, what did you eat? I'm curious. Uh, there was a there was some sort of a street festival going on that day, so there was a whole bunch of like grilled sausage and and like a whole it's it's oh. it's, it's, it's between German. Something would be some strangely yeah. unique thing. No, I don't know. Oh, kimchi actually. <laughs> <laughs> Is it anything like the uh, wonderful potatoes I had in? Um, oh, where was that? 
You went to Lugano. What? Then you went to Switzerland. Oh, then we went to Switzerland. Yeah, we all stopped at this local restaurant. We're like, we're going to try some local potato dish, and it was hash browns. It was a twenty-five dollar plate <laughs> oh. of hash browns. Well, that's browns. what happens when you get Swiss roasty, you know? Roasty, yes. And I was like, oh yeah, we'll try the roasty. I'm like, this sounds really good. It's hash browns. I could have gotten this at the hotel. Have we ever mm. had Liechtenstein in the contest? No, we haven't. We have okay. not. No. They're sort of our... a short list of countries we all wish could easily enter anytime they want. Uh, the thing is, they haven't really had a broadcaster that's been a full member of the EBU to do it. Supposedly, oh. there was a rumor back in the '70s that they had a song, the song called "Little Cowboy" by Biggie Bachman. I think was what it was called. Jesus, and it's the song was never released, but it was it was not able to be sent to the contest because they didn't have an EBU broadcaster at the time. I think oh. I think they have a broadcaster now. I'm not sure if they're full EBU yet, but Liechtenstein, I, I think they're still on the table. It's a very very small if table. San Marino has fun coming every time. Then and if and if Luxembourg is going to hmm. be here on a on a permanent basis, and if there's supposedly conversations happening in Monaco. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, if we're talking about Luxembourg as a wealthy country that can afford it, you know, what's stopping Monaco? Monaco, uh, Derek, what's the GDP? Number one. Rank in the world? Thank you. I knew it. I, knew it. <laughs> I mean, I taught yeah. international relations. We always make, brought this up. Because right. mm-hmm. GDP was a full lesson. So what's second then? Uh, I forgot. Uh, according to what I'm seeing on Wikipedia, Monaco and Liechtenstein don't have numbers by them, but they are listed as number one and number two. Luxembourg is three. Ireland... Just below Luxembourg. Oh, sure. Ireland as a because that is also a huge tax haven. Mm, fair enough. That's where all the uh, tech companies are at now. Yeah, yeah. They have very favorable. It's like Bermuda or the Caymans. Yeah, yeah. I do love Ireland. Yeah. Same. Well, that's great. Well, that's yeah. rotten because we're not going back. Uh, oh no! Don't you don't you put that on this? They can right. do that themselves. So what is the what is the? Oh, I was going to say we were talking about you know Luxembourgers not representing mm-hmm. Luxembourg, but there was one really interesting kind of side note here. Mm-hmm. One Luxembourger, Mary Christie, eventually represented Monaco. <laughs> On Earth, I can't blame the small countries, uh, but then again, you think of Malta, and it's like Malta is absolutely dinky, and and they <laughs> are able to cultivate many native singers in order to in order to go. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, but then again, it's not like they have a very easy border to cross. Yeah, you have that's to true. Yeah, <laughs> ferry. I'm sure they could take. Right. Yes, but it's you know, it's a very. Malta is Malta. You know, I I feel they have their own language. They have. I mean, then again, so does Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. So what's the likelihood of Luxembourg? You know, we know they're going to send a song in French or most likely English, but you think they're going to pull from from someone who's who's native Luxembourg? I, I would like to see it. Would it would seem fitting for their return to the contest. I would love to see that. Do we have any information on why they're coming back? Yeah, I was going to say, is there a, a deeper story? You know, because, you know, it, did, it's did been the, so long. I mean, I feel like the EBU must have gone to them and said, look, <clears throat> one of you, you or Monaco or somebody needs to come back because we're struggling here. And we can't go is down it, to like 30 countries next year. I was going to say, is it a struggle? Like, is it because of, you know, Russia and Belarus leaving is one thing, but then also a lot of the small Balkan countries not coming back? Like, has that actually put the EBU in bad straits for the contest? I mean, it, it definitely puts pressure on other con- other countries because mm-hmm. they, then the fee goes up because it's averaged out. I have to say, seeing the, I, I, I feel like I saw this maybe two years ago or one year ago, but there was something about seeing that chart of the pricing for these effects that seem to be so standard like the price for it is just like 
you know, the price of a McDonald's burger at the airport. Like it's a, they yeah, sixty thousand dollars. They just crank it up because they can. Like, well, no, that's that. You're thinking the the cost of participation is very different from the cost of technical technical things. Mm-hmm. Technical things are going to be a technical thing no matter how many people are using it. Mm-hmm. It's the cost of participation that kind of slides around a little bit depending on how many people are in it. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit different. <laughs> they want to get as many countries there so that the Airbnb is cheaper. Like, <laughs> hey, fine, by, fine by me. I, I mean, if it is, if it does come down to that, because we talked a little about that last time, it comes down to like the cost to just enter the contest itself, just the entry fee mm-hmm. goes bar. up the fewer the countries are. So that disincentivizes poorer countries from entering because, well, now we can't afford it, or we have to severely cut back on what effects we can have on stage. Mm-hmm. Well, and sorry. they're already not using a lot of pyro or and other with, things. And with countries like Russia and Belarus out. But it would be real rotten for Eurovision to turn into a contest of just Western Europe and Scandinavia. That's a danger. I mean, that could really happen. I mean, if, if depending on what the economic downturn <laughs> continues to, to be. pre-1990. I mean, it's, it's, I can easily see a, an instance where you know, three more countries decide to drop out because they can't afford it. And that just cascades into a few other countries. They're like, well, we just can't pay this kind of money anymore. And then they drop out. And then we could be down to like, there would be no semis anymore. It would just be like a 30 country final. Oh my God. Or or just go down to one semi to to filter a few countries out, something like that. Like what they used to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, gosh, I, I hope you're wrong, but Oh, I, yeah. I certainly don't want that to happen, yeah. but worst case scenario, or like if, yeah. <laughs> you know, if the U.S. decided to default for some reason and sure. just destroyed the global economy, I could easily see it turning into, or basically they'd have the budget of junior Eurovision and they'd have like mm-hmm. these big acts on this tiny little stage. It, you know, do it. Force them to actually, I'm always in favor of forcing Sweden to send a good song. So <laughs> that's so, my line. I would like you to send a good song instead of a good production. You know, I, I wonder if there's something like if there's ever something like that. If they would ever consider trying to subsidize it by, let's say, expanding the Big Five. Oh, like mm. say Sweden to say all right. you, you you like you want to pay a little more to make sure this keeps going and you're always in the final. Norway, same thing. Like, I think they might go for it. Yeah, but then you're going to end up with this other divide between the the sort of haves and the have-nots. I'm not saying it's a great solution. I'm just, I I wonder if they would ever, if they would ever consider it. Although Sweden would just be like, well, we're just going to make the final every time anyway, so no. Or, yeah. Come up with the idea of like the rotating big five of like, sure, yeah, we add Sweden, but then as a, a rotation, each member of the supposed big five or big six, one of them would not be guaranteed next year, which I also think is more fair. Yeah, I think if you're coming last, you should probably have to mm. go through the yeah, semi. Sure, yeah, Germany, maybe. Yeah. Is, it's, remind me again, to be a member of the big five, it's not just how much money you give, it's like viewership too, isn't it? I think that might be part of it as well. Because yeah. it's like Germany... Spain, just massive viewing numbers. Mm-hmm. UK sure does. Like, yeah. For as, yeah. This, for as so, much as there seems to be UK apathy about the contest. In terms of viewership, the contest is as big as ever. But yeah, some of these financial things, I think, could potentially really start to become noticeable. So, yeah. it's, so it really does behoove the EBU to reach out to these smaller, more wealthy microstates, the, the Luxembourgs, the Liechtensteins, if possible, the Monacos, the Andorras, to see if, you know, even... By finding a couple of really fantastic benefactors and, and enthusiastic uh, enthusiastic folks behind it to get those names back in there. I know, I know it would be kind of awful, but I was thinking, like, 
you could almost offer them some kind of deal to come back. Like what was the cost? One hundred thirty thousand mm-hmm. euros? No, one hundred ninety thousand. So like we like say, okay, look, Monaco, you want to come back? We'll we'll charge one hundred thirty. We'll knock sixty grand off of it just to get you to come back just this year. And if you want to come back after that, you got to pay the full price. But having one more entrant and a bit more money into the system would be huge versus not having them at and, all. And you also have to keep in mind that even that nearly two hundred thousand euros or whatever the number is, that is still a heck of a lot more of a value than putting together nine to 10 hours worth of television content in your home studio. If you were doing a dancing with the stars kind of thing mm-hmm. for that many hours of content for that sort of spectacular with that kind of viewing figure. Oh yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Eurovision is, I, I don't want to say it's a bargain, but it's, it's, it's a no. it's pretty good value for money. I mean, return on investment. All told, if you're spending about a million euro on everything, for that much television, you're getting a deal. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's an insane amount of entertainment. It depends on your country, I think. The, True. The, the, the yeah. smaller countries, right. especially those Balkan countries that have left, they're not particularly... I mean, it is still, you know, a much bigger bargain for Sweden and UK to pay that entry fee. Sure. And Luxembourg and, and Monaco. Luxembourg and than it is for North Macedonia or Bosnia and Herzegovina. Mm-hmm. Like. But at the same time, how many people are watching Luxembourg public access or whatever it is? <laughs> <laughs> So I don't have viewing figures or anything like that from from the Luxembourg audience. However, they did say when they announced where the votes were coming from, from this rest of the world vote, That's right. mm-hmm. that Luxembourg did have a pretty sizable viewership. Were they in the top is, 10? Yes. They were one of the nations that they because... that they actually did mention. Wow. That's crazy. So that's, that's fantastic. And hopefully it's actually getting people in Luxembourg excited. It looks like they last year basically said... Again, according to Wikipedia, it was revealed in December that the prime minister instigated discussions regarding the return of Luxembourg Hmm. to the contest. And what's their name? Xavier Battelle. It's political after all. But he's he's a younger, relatively younger politician. He's only 19. He's 50. (laughs) Okay. Which by in European politician standards. By European politician standards. American politician standards. (laughs) Um, Rather liberal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, first openly gay prime minister in the world to be reelected for a second term when his mandate was renewed. So he's, well, that, he's, that so, he's so he's popular. He's young. I was going to say Ireland. It was the president, right? The the or the Taoiseach. The Taoiseach. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so you're having a younger generation and a more possibly Eurovision fan. He might be a Eurovision fan just on his own. It's like, why aren't we in this? Wait a minute. I'm the prime minister. I could do something about this. I could do whatever I want. I could perform. Oh, God, if it comes to that. I mean, <laughs> so I, I mean, so it really doesn't seem like it's just a random fan who's saying, hey, let's put this together and mm-hmm. I'm going to bankroll it. This seems to be really supported through the government itself. That the country is as the country's enthusiasm is just as much behind their return as EBU's the EBU's overtures to them. I hope that I mean again a lot of this is just conjecture of what we we ourselves are kind of speculating. But I mean, and and yeah, the, Luxembourg is is very much behind this. OGAE Luxembourg is is oh that's right still going strong, mm-hmm. and they were in the poll this year. Care to guess what they gave their twelve points to? France. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, it was just okay. <laughs> just, I'm assuming right now there's going to be some 12 points to France from Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. And you know what? France deserves it. Oh, they totally do. France yeah. has been sending some good stuff, but I feel like just like the UK, people are like, yeah, yeah, they're good. We mm-hmm. know. Get out of here. Uh, historically, Luxembourg has... We, I can tell you what they give their points to. Please do. Who is going to be the happiest about them being back. So, France. <laughs> Than who like well Belgium who's, who's also been around since the very beginning like is it just as simple as France Belgium Switzerland, Switzerland. Netherlands mm. whoever's close ah the Benelux the Benelux the Benelux there we go we got them all in the contest again yeah I mean I think this they also said that this is the first time that we've got all of the original seven countries from fifty six oh. back since they oh. left oh wow yeah oh well, even since when was Italy still around in in the early nineties or had they left by then what they did... they kind of came and went uh, Italy did take part in ninety three okay so okay so they were both they were all together then all right. France is not Luxembourg's favorite country in terms of point giving. No. Guys, how dare you? Is it Switzerland then? No. Netherlands? Germany? No. Germany? No. Please don't say it's the UK. Oh, what if it's UK good? is second. Oh, Ooh. so Ireland are we talking? Ireland, is it Ireland? Ireland's yeah. third. Okay. Wait, this is who they're giving their points to. This is who they're giving their <clears throat> points to. I will say that this country also <clears throat> is uh, the one that gives has given Luxembourg the most points on average. Huh. It's not Belgium, is it? No. Austria? No. Why is this getting that? annoying? Gosh. Portugal. I'll, I'll is just, it Monaco? No. Okay. No, but you're... But you're thinking San of the right Marino. Track. No, it's Malta. <laughs> it's Malta. Oh! Are you telling me Luxembourg comes back and then we got some Malta friends? I can't wait. I can't wait. They could push their yes, score up to like honestly, 15. <laughs> honestly, historically speaking, the the country that should be happiest about Luxembourg coming back is, is Malta, Malta and and vice versa. That, uh, wow. There, there aren't a ton of super high average scores here, uh, and Luxembourg and Malta only crossed over for like six uh, years. Yeah, not not a lot of years, but they definitely seem to really like each other, and uh, yeah, uh, Luxembourg averaged like four points for from four and a half. From Malta, uh, but that's at a time when Luxembourg really struggled. Like a- after their last win in, I think '83, they sucked. <laughs> like they, they, they really. really, did. I, really... I have to say that last song of theirs, the oh, yeah. what, "Give Me, Give Me a Chance." Yeah, it's on Iman, Sean, like, yeah. It is, it is some real steamy Eurovision. <laughs> Th- that's the kind of song that that Love, Love, Peace, Peace is making fun of. It, it really is. I think most of, of their catalog oof. is. That's, there's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there. There's some good stuff. You know, the love, love part, not so much because, you know, love songs are really nice and you can make it really great. And that's half of what Luxembourg sent and won with are some really nice love songs. But man, just these these anthemic, peace loving, (laughs) give me a chance songs are, well, it's like you went out on a low note, Luxembourg. When you come back, you can't do worse. Yeah. So before we go, uh, we each, I think, ranked. Our, our five favorite Luxembourg winners, which is all of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, rank, ranking, finding a top five from them, I, I think, and Derek, you said something similar, really, really proved to be difficult. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a lot of just, 
and uh, there weren't a ton that I thought were really bad, but just a bunch that were just kind of fine. And and that is the worst thing to have to rank. Mm. So uh, so let's just rank the winners, shall we? Sure. Sam, let's start with you. Uh, just we, we know what we know what the five songs are, so there's not going to be a, a, a ton of huge surprise. But just go from five to one. What uh, which ones do you like the least and the most? You know what? I don't dislike any of these, to be honest with you. Um, but if I had to pick my least favorite of their winners, I'm gonna have to give it to 83, Corinne Hermes, Sylvie Cadeau. Um, again, it's fine. I thought it was very nicely performed, but it just, yeah, it's okay. Um, my fourth favorite, musically, I sort of shrug my shoulders on their 61 win, New Les Amoureux, but I know that historically the song has actually been really rather important. It was... We didn't realize, or they didn't realize it at the time in 1961, but the song was actually singing about a same-sex relationship. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and actually, uh, Jean-Claude Pascal was was gay and he was not out at the time, uh, so it was actually a very interesting. Uh, so this thing has been gay since the early 60s. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Always been. Always has. Yeah, been. but like the the song, the song is. <laughs> You know, there are lyrics like, they would like to separate us, they want to hinder us from being happy, the time will come, I'll be able to love you without anybody in town talking about it, we have the right for happiness and joy. Oh my goodness. So it's, wow. It, yeah. Life has really changed since 1961. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I... Thank God nobody... Uh, anyway. Yeah, so I, I honor the song, I appreciate the song, mm-hmm. but I have to put it four out of five here. My third favorite, I'm going to have to give this to... I was kind of going back and forth between these two. Uh, I'm going to say Vicky Leandro's 1972 Après Toi for my third, followed by 73 in second place, Anne-Marie David, Today Reconnaitra, partially because I got to speak to her and she's lovely, and mm-hmm. I think that may have colored my my perception, but my number one favorite Luxembourg winner, Franz Gall, 1965, Poupée de Serre, Poupée de Somme. The song was really a sort of watershed moment for the contest, really one of the first modern pop songs to really do well at the contest. Had a really big name. What, read, yeah, and yes, I I'm saying read, poopy to see her. Poopy to see her. <laughs> I just think it translates to poop on the father, poop on the son. <laughs> <laughs> no. Father, the the Holy Ghost. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. Yeah. But it, I, I, I love that song very much. I love the fact that it's somewhat subversive. Uh, Serge Gainsbourg, as problematic as he often was, the man could write a song. So, those are my top five. Who's up next? I'll go next. Mine is a fairly similar list, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number five, I have uh, 1972, Après Trois, uh, which I just described as eh. Uh, ni- uh, fourth place, 1983, uh, Cidre Cadeau, uh, which I described as eh, with better vocals. <laughs> they were kind of similar to me in in sort of feel, but I thought that Corinne's vocals were better. Third place, I have uh, Jean Claude uh, Nul les Amoureux, uh, which is uh, Dean Martiny, I guess, and, and yeah, he, he, yeah. He, he came back and performed again, didn't he? Yeah, he did uh, back in 1981, so quite a long mm-hmm. time with a song that translates as. It might not be America. It basically oh, just yes, says, yes, you know. Yes. yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. America's not everything. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. kind, of kind of a fun sentiment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Those my, Reagan years, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> top, uh, 
Top two, uh, I have Anne, uh, Anne-Marie David, uh, Tu te connaîtrais. Uh, a bit one note, not, not particularly vocally uh, ambitious, uh, I guess, but, but really well performed and mm. just really, really fun. And then I agree about, uh, Poopy t- this year, uh, as, uh, as number one. It's so 60s. It's so fun. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, uh, 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 it, it, it's a, it's sort of this weird pop subgenre that, that became a thing in France around the time called like yay 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 yay, uh, and and uh, Serge Gainsbourg I guess had had been like he hated that, <laughs> and then at some point decided to embrace it, and then he went and won Eurovision with it. I I, I feel like though it is, and you alluded to it, Sam. It is it is important to mention that uh, France Gall. Once uh, she was seventeen mm-hmm. at, at the time. Uh, but also, she didn't really know what she was singing, and and her her collaborations with Serge, a lot of times had these kind of sex illusions and and, and, oh, thing, yeah. and double entendres and things like that, and she had no idea. Yeah, the her song La Sucette, I think, was really really. That's the that's the one that's the like lollipops. lollipop. Yeah, yeah. that that oh, one that on one is now. is. Uh, that one's real bad uh, in in terms of in terms of the connotations and things like that. And mm-hmm. she, as an adult, uh, she has since passed, I believe. She has, yeah. Uh, but as an adult, in interviews, talked that she she had some resentment towards him because he would he was writing these songs for her and and singing these these rather lurid things at times, and and she had no idea. Yeah, she no, was just up there to sing and and you just and, really took advantage of of mm-hmm. her. Her innocence. So I, yeah. I, I think the, the song is outstanding. The performance is is amazing, uh, and it, it really is a legendary Eurovision song. No question that it's Luxembourg's finest, if you ask me. But I, I think it is important to note some of those things about the the relationship you had with the songwriter and all of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. Derek. Danny. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go because I have some things to say. Oh, oh dear. No. Oh dear. Uh, d- not too many, actually. Uh, the, the, mine are going to be in a slightly different order from you guys. Um, but with probably more extreme opinions. Uh, you? My number, extreme <laughs> opinion. My number five is New Les um, uh I can appreciate this song more than I like it. Um, uh, but it's far below a lot of the uh, non-winning songs, in my opinion, that Luxembourg has sent. Number four is where I put uh, If Life is a Gift, which absolutely love the melodrama of that title uh but yeah i I also don't think that she was so strong a vocal performer either i would love to to take another look at 1980 was 1983 Mm -hmm. that that one won uh for the strength of the other songs there three is where i put to to reconnaître i agree with you eric that it's um not a challenging melody Mm -hmm. but she sure does hit a sweet timbre in her voice on that note so you know it, it, it feels yeah. like a bit of a progenitor of of ABBA, sure. like, like like that's just that start of that push towards these like bigger a real bright, bright loud yes, yes. kind yeah. of kind of vocal mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. Yes, I can feel that. Yeah. Number two is where I put uh, "Poop on the Father." Uh, <laughs> that's where I put "Poupe this year." Um, slightly above that, before I give number one, which is Après Toi, I would like to say that even more than those four winning songs, I really have a soft spot for Qua, their song that they sent in 1990, I want to say. 1988. So 88. The Celine Dion year. Yeah, it's just a very straight, for, I will say it kind of has that feel like 
the uh, the adult contemporary version of the Disney love song that plays during the end credits. It sort of has that feel to it. But you know what? I still the, really the, like it. Like, Laura Fabian. It right? is Laura Fabian. Yeah, yeah, yeah when she yeah. was yeah she was <laughs> super young at the time. So yeah, she was only about eighteen at mm-hmm. the time, at the very beginning of her career. And since then, she's one of the best-selling Belgian-born artists of all time. She sold over like 20 million albums around Fantastic. the world. She's, she's a major dame. Yeah, ma- if, if we were doing a full top five, I think I think this song would This one been, would be there for all of us. That, that would have been probably my number two. And then ap- behind um, uh, Poopy. That, <laughs> which means doll. <laughs> little doll. It little does. Pop, little poppet. Yeah, like a little poppet. Pop yes. Yeah. yeah uh, um, <laughs> it's just fun to say Poopy. Yeah. And... Uh, and um, but that would have been one. Quar would have been two, and then I don't know after that. So I mean, parlez-vous français? I think would be. I would actually say tied for sort of a nebulous number two among non-winners in this ranking is um, it's their third song. I think it's called Amour Mort. Yeah, Amour Mort. That's a, love, a nice dead, yeah, dead, dead love. Yeah, like just a nice, really by the well, cure. Like, <laughs> But it's just, you know, like almost like a torch song. Like it is really emotional Mm. and simple. I really like that one. And then just slightly better than those two non-winners. Number one, the best finisher for me is Apretois. That one's one's, one's my personal Which, again, has been Mm. such an evergreen. I mean, Mm -hmm. Apretois, which then became covered into a million different versions, come what may, Mm. in English. But I I mean, there have been times that I've been in... You know my my normal nail place, and I'll hear it in Vietnamese over <laughs> over the loudspeakers. I'm like, wait a minute, yes. what? It's everybody. Derek, hello. What do you got? I mean, you guys have said everything, so I'm just going to kind of run through my numbers real quick here. Number five, uh, if life was a present, <laughs> a present, <laughs> just a left pr- there, oppressive. Um, if life was oppressive. <laughs> It's wild. I think, uh, like Danny said, I think their their first two three entries I think are exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised when I was listening to sort of the medley. Endure really yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. I thought they held up really well, and as as time progressed, they became more and more dated and more and more kind of. Yeah, th- those first few years, I think hold up surprisingly well, and, and mm. as as time went on, it they just started to feel a bit more drab, mm. and and that's where a, a, a song like uh, their song from seventy three. Just jumps out so much. Anyway, sorry. Go on. I was uh, we did the um, retro review of '76, and when that song came up with the big Pac-Man behind him, I was like, "Oh, it's this oh, yes. year! Yeah. Oh God, it's this song!" <laughs> I like when it turns to '70, and you kind of feels like Europe has instantly turned into the '70s because the Luxembourg singer—I forget his name—but he's wearing a ruffled shirt tuxedo. Oh, in 1970, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Exa- Alexandra Winter. Yeah. Je suis tombé to oh, le ciel. Yeah. No points. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and throw number four to. You, you, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> or to te rencontre. You yourself recognize. Yeah, I know, you'll, I know. you'll recognize yourself, yeah. <laughs> Just like Derek seven, needs to seven years of French. On you, his better <laughs> you better recognize. You better recognize. Number three is uh, 1961's uh, We Love It. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It's, it's we like we love, love each other. It's, it's it's we, we the love lovers. We the yeah. lovers. We, we who love, love each, each other. other. We yeah. who love each other. Yeah. yeah. That'd be new new Emero. We love <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> That's what they practice on each other. Anyway, what's the next Jesus one? Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, 1965's 
Poop on the father, poop on the son. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> um, kind of really surprised when this one came up, actually. But like, I was kind of like, oh, okay, force of the prior, and uh, oh, the printer is relevant, and then <laughs> poop on the father. Oh my god, poop on the father, poop on the son. This is great. <laughs> and my number one is Apaisois. I honestly, I didn't recognize it. Now that you've mentioned it, it's like sort of endured as much as it has. I'm gonna have to go and check out some of those other versions. Yeah. I also want to point out Spotify has lately been recommending Vietnamese pop music to me, which I don't know where the <laughs> hell that came from. Well, You're planning a, a trip? Yes, actually. Or, I'd uh, love to go to Vietnam. Yeah. Remind me, how close, uh, because it, it seems so similar in subject matter and style, when did uh, Puppet on a String uh, uh, come out? Uh, not Early, long after. Yeah, not super long after. Uh, two, two years after, actually. I realize now that yeah. even now, even having reviewed them earlier in the day, sometimes when we were discussing the song, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the one about the puppet on the string. No, it's not. The other it's one is yeah. about the doll, <laughs> not there's, on the string. There's actually a, a brief paragraph on uh, uh, Poopy's, in, uh, in, it's the last time I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, the On its Wikipedia page, just notes, two years later, Sandy Shaw entered the contest and won with another puppet-themed song, Puppet <laughs> on a String. Uh, and... I mean, I was really impressed later in the 80s when they came out with Master of Puppets. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it also notes, and I love this, uh, this is this is great. The French public retrospectively reproached Gaul and Gainsbourg for having represented and won for Luxembourg and not for their own country. And that is as French as it gets, isn't it? <laughs> they yeah. reproached them. Uh, can you imagine, like, Lazara going to Luxembourg next year and just taking it down? Oh, yes. yes. I mean, vindication, I guess. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's the Lazar Gustav, actually. It's the, it's the collab that we talked about last, yeah. last week. Whether they do it and they anger two countries. Oh, I would love <laughs> it. be great. I mean, I did think it was a bit wild that they've never won with a native artist. Yeah, I mean, they've had, I, they only had nine of their artists from... Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, a right, they're like the... wins, you would think. They would, one of them. They'd hire out. They'd outsource. I'm wondering, so then, I mean, are we going to get into predictions now? I mean, it's a bit early. We don't really quite know how they're going to select if they're going to do national final. Yeah, if they're going internal. Well, I mean, are we just going to guess? Are we like, like are we, we collectively see? just going to guess what they're going to do based on history? Because I'm wondering what everyone's thinking. I can guess. I'll I'll guess. Uh, I'm going to guess internal selection. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 They're going to pick a Frenchie. I think we're going to hear something like, "Well, we tried to get someone Luxembourgish, but we just really like." Uh, Barbara Pratty, or, or or whoever it ends up being, and they're gonna do pretty darn well. Left side of the table. See that was the, mm. I, I kind of pointed this out before we started recording, and I'll just kind of mention it again now that we're on the record. When we were talking about this in the press center, the reaction was, "Well, they're obviously gonna do top ten, like no question." And I'm looking at their history, and I'm like, "These guys are all over the map. Like they could go anywhere. They could mm-hmm. not qualify." And boy, wouldn't that be fun to come back to the contest too? I feel like the 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 novelty. Of this is going to sound weird, but I, I think it's honestly going to be the case. The novelty of being able to vote for Luxembourg is going to be a factor, and just just an excitement to have them there. That that sort of thing. If I feel like if that were the case, then San Marino would not have come in last place in their first go. Well, that was also San Marino. It was a good song. Was it? Yes. Was it? I thought so. Their first cent. Was I, it? Yes. Like I said, I'm a Miodio fan, and Was I will. It? Yes. <laughs> I I don't think I can make a prediction about who they send. I'm going to make a prediction about the tone of song that they send, mm-hmm. and I think that it is going to be party. Hmm. Mm. I think they are going to send a sort of a very fun song. 
I think that would definitely get public sentiment on their side. I think it would backfire if they try for anything a little bit too classically Eurovision like a sad woman crying on stage. That, that's the thing though. That's if, what you think they're going to say. I, I'm, 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 I'm bracing myself for that. I'm not, I'm, it's not a genre that I normally go for. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they do literally anything else. But part of me is thinking straight down the middle, Luxembourg native French language ballad. Sure. That's kind of where my head is that, but they, okay. I, I would like to see them do some sort of an internal selection for the artist. I don't know who is big on the Luxembourg pop scene right now. I Maybe I'll do a little bit of digging. If you happen to be listening and you know anybody... 10% chance that it's in the royal family. Too. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I mean, if, if you're listening and you know anything about the Luxembourg music scene, who's good? Who should we be listening for? You know, who would you like to see? Let us know on social media. I mean, with um, a country of about half a million people, I'm guessing most of their music is imported. Well, then again, mm-hmm. though, I mean, we look at Iceland and Luxembourg is about two Icelands. That's and true. look at and look at they the incredible music scene that they have. Scene. Iceland, I think Iceland is the exception, though. Uh, yeah, Iceland, it, just by its geographical isolation, it also has enjoyed a kind of very robust native culture that you know it can be culturally dominated by right. forces like American culture or British culture. But mm-hmm. I feel like they have a extremely strong native sense of self that. Me purely being a armchair speculator here, I don't think Luxembourg has. Maybe just showing that, you know, they have sent French so many times and have not done so hot with native artists that they are perhaps do not have as steely a, a but native we're, sense. But we're talking about a, con- a country that has not been here since 1993. The contest has changed immensely since then. The way we vote has changed immensely. There have been countries, there have been countries that have debuted and have won multiple times since the last time that they've been here. So that's why I'm thinking, kind of like what you said, they're going to play it safe. I'm guessing they're going to outsource a lot of their production. Probably going to bring in people from, not necessarily Swedish, but that'd be kind of the easy go-to, but I'm guessing maybe like from France or German, not Germany. <laughs> Let's a be a pro- production from Germany. Maybe is... production from Germany, but I, I just kind of. Or... They should do Lord of the Lost. Yes, there <laughs> they, you go. They just send Lord of the Lost. You know, okay. I, I'm thinking internal selection. You know, kind of a safe somebody who with like good. Some probably has a, some musical background. Maybe has a hit or two. Mm-hmm. Not a complete unknown. Maybe somebody who's easy on the eyes. I'm thinking. Tom Lieb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! This is your chance. You are the one Luxembourg. He just adds in Luxembourg to the lyrics. Yes, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but it would it would not surprise me <laughs> if they got a semi like an artist who has like an album out already, mm-hmm. s- kind of has a name out there. Maybe not a big star, or somebody they can. But I'm guessing they're going to outsource a lot of this just to get. On, uh, back on their feet again. They're not going to go too much internal. And I'm guessing it's going to be a very safe ballad or pop song entry, which could horrifically backfire. Right. Really good. I would like to see them maybe have you know a safe pair of hands in terms of the singer, but men maybe have three or four songs written for them mm. and have a sort of mini national final. That oh, will yeah. Who that, did that style? I mean, Romania Israel did it, it for Roxen. Yeah, the first time. Yeah. Uh, it. it I mean, effectively, B was picked that exactly. way. Yeah, it's, 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 it happens it's, a number of times. Yeah, Bulgaria been, did it. Yeah, it's been it's been done. So it might be a way to also to pique the interest of the domestic audience of hey, this is our first Eurovision song in decades. We're Get involved. Have, uh, a lot of 
meat to chew on as Eurovision diehards. Mm. Everyone's going to be looking at Europe uh, at, uh, at, at, at Europe, Luxembourg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be looking at Europe. Everyone's going to be For looking Eurovision. at Luxembourg this this next contest mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and Sweden. We're gonna be, oh, mm-hmm. of course. I think the smartest thing they can do, though, is kind of like you said, is to try and drum up public interest in Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. if they just kind of take the reins and do it all internally and just kind of shut out the uh, the public. And just be like, this is this. Hey, guess what, guys? This is what we're doing, and you have no say in this matter. You know, they're not going to get that support back. And I think that's one thing we've seen from the most successful countries is they have public support, right? And they need to keep. And, and if they've been out for thirty years, I mean, that's an entire generation who have people who are like. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they'll also invest a little bit and go to the pre parties. Go to, I mean, go to the. How go hard to, could that be, though? They just have to hop a train. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like Australia. <laughs> yeah. Do we have like age demographics in terms of? In terms of votes at Eurovision, do we have any idea? Oh, because I'm wondering just, like, what, what percentage of the of Eurovision votes are coming from people who weren't alive the last time Luxembourg? That's a really interesting question. I don't. I don't I, think they've ever done I that. Bet it's a lot. It would be a real. <laughs> I, I mean, if there's anybody who had the resources to do it, if somebody's doing a PhD or something like that on 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 voting statistics at Eurovision, I would be thrilled to read it. I know I, that I know that I don't in know Sweden, if they make that info available though. No. I mean, I, I know the that country when, is going to be easy enough to tabulate, but yeah. I don't think we can tabulate. I mean, the best of these. the best we can do basically is just look at the voting numbers at Melody Festival, and because they do split that up by age in the app. That's true. Oh, that's but true. That's about it. Yeah. If we do another exit polling sort of thing next hey, year, just, could, <laughs> could uh, yeah, uh, like, hey, how old are you? I mean, that's not. So, yeah, I don't want to get. Wanna, I would rather not get hey, punched. What's your blood thanks. type? What's, uh, <laughs> what's your social security <laughs> number? Yeah, all right. I need it for reasons. All right, so as we wrap things up again, let us know your thoughts. Do you know anything about the Luxembourg music scene? Who should we be listening to? Who's cool? Who's who's up and coming? Who's the winner of Luxembourg's Got Talent Idols? I don't know. Let us know. Find us on social media, 12PointsUSA on basically everything. Email us directly at 12PointsFromAmerica at gmail.com. Again, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back in our next episode. Until then, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. And I've been Danny. And America. Stop Stop listening listening now. now!